0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Strongcast. I'm Mark Boyd. I'm here with Mr. Paul Sullivan. How are you, Paul? Very good, thank you. And uh, here we have special guest, regarded as one of the greatest arm wrestlers of ta- all time, um, all the way from Turkey,
1: Engin Terzi. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you very much. How are you guys? We're doing great.
2: Absolute pleasure to have you on set.
0: It's my pleasure. Yeah, so let's let's go through the story of Engen Terzi. Obviously, you're a promoter in arm wrestling. You are a arm wrestler yourself, professional athlete. Talk us about how you got involved, involved with the sport. Um, the sort of evolution of Engen.
1: Um, until I was about sixteen years old, I was skinny guy. I was skinny guy and. Even my sister and mother was stronger than me in arm wrestling. And we had a greenhouse. We also had a flower shop. That That is my uh, real profession. And we. I also had a, like a flower gallery by the seaside on summers. And my friends were coming and we were, because we were getting bored there. I was selling flowers and we were arm wrestling. They were all stronger than me. <clears throat> and one guy who all the time was, buying flour from me um one day when i was arm wrestling against someone was beating me he, he was like okay let me try and he hold him and he beat him in arm wrestling in a way that it didn't seem to me like amateur you know it, it looked a little bit advanced and i was like i, I left the galeria started walking after him you know i was like teach me who are you and he was a regional champion this happened in 91 and he was eight, 1988 regional champion and he teach me a few things at the time and um, then one and a half year he gave me wrestling table one and a half year later um, but i was wrestling already but uh, i took uh, i went to the turkish national championship at the time it was sit down and single elimination and i reached the final and i get flashed by the world number five guy who was from Turkey. But it was a single elimination. There was a possibility that he eliminated some of the guys on his way. Maybe those guys would beat me. So I I took second place. That is uh, how it started. And after that, after that uh, following year, I competed the world championships and took second in Canada. And And then following year 1994, but whenever I come back uh, from the Turkish national championships, I had all the pictures that I have won, but I tear them and throw in the garbage. And then I saved the picture that when the guy's name was Osman, he, he flashed me. I still have those pictures from already 30 years. And I saved it. I put them. I... Blew them on a book you know and then i said you know osman you know even you cannot survive from you know that determination uh and then i said 1994 world champion engine it was about two years earlier and then in 1994 i went to sweden and i won my gold i took I, i kept my promise and that's how it started at the beginning since that time <clears throat> I have 11 senior world titles, I have zolotti title, I have won I'm the only person that has won 5 out of 10 weight classes, half of the weight classes from Petaluma, California Professional World Championships in 1997 uh, I competed my weight class and total of 5 different weight classes and won all of them. I have a few more records like I am the only person that has the uh, longest uh world title winning like my first world title 1994 and waf world championships and last world title is uh, 2018 it's 24 years wow. so after me it's zolev Hajimurat with 16 years period and then mine is 24 and a, a few more things like this um i'm still trying to compete but lately i have been busy you know for organizing the uh, one of the toughest events in the world and i really can't find time to uh, train myself i also have been uh, suffering from serious injuries so that's basically how my story is but there are a lot more a lot more That's but, awesome. to keep it short
0: honestly it's like <laughs> nice to hear that you're such a highly decorated athlete so, and you're still driven enough to create your own promotion and, and still push arm wrestling, even though after, how, how long is that? Nearly 30 Th- years, oh, 31, years. 31 years. It's a long What's time. That? 31 years you've been in the sport. Yes. Yes. That's, yes That's yes, yes. phenomenal. And you've still got the passion, the drive to, to um, put together East versus West. Let's move on to East versus West. What was the, what was the original concept be- behind this? Obviously, wanting the, the the east versus the west but tell us how that came about and where you see okay. it going
1: okay I will say um, okay I have I have been very very active on social media about armassing in the past there was a east, uh, northeast message board uh, that they were the old like Devon John Cobra Igor Mazarenko myself Neil pickup all the best or famous guys they were a member of this uh, message board talking about early 2000s to the early 2010s. And we were there all the time. It was just like pure arm wrestling group, like that with all those legends, world champions. And some of them were not, but still, like the heart of the arm wrestling world. And then like about the very near to mid 2000s, 2010s, I kind of get away from social media about arm wrestling and then when this uh, COVID thing started and then we had to stay at home quarantine uh, and one day Nia <clears throat> said Engin you know arm wrestling world has been down so much because of what's happening in the world and we need to keep the fires on you know I'm gonna do a YouTube show which is uh, called uh, presence of greatness and he said you John Berzing and Devon Larat will and uh my guest, would you be interested and i said yeah i mean i owe to armisting a lot and if if there is anything that we need to do for the community yeah i'm i'm here and i also had been home so i started to be part of that show and then i realized it like that from 2015 or 14 that i was away till 2020 like the community grew so much. So whenever I opened my eyes and they, when I saw on YouTube, like tens or, or even hundreds or thousands of uh, fans, and I was like, "Wow, when when did we grow up this much?" And I, I realized that you know the community was much bigger, and uh, led by some people. And and then I, during the pandemic, I did two international organizations. Uh, 2021 march and 2021 april i did two organization in one and a half months apart from each other and i, I invited all the best guys uh, mostly from europe and then how why not doing this you know with the other side of the ocean uh, together and then i did the first east versus west in june <clears throat> june 12 2021 Matt mass gasparini and Sarah Beckman, and Tony Piccoli, and some other greats, uh, the Tata Chings, Zolev, Haji Murat. So we did the first one. And then I, you know, it is not so easy to you know cover that financially. So we talked about the paper routing, and I started to uh, cooperate with course sports. And then February, we did one, which is the second of East versus West two, and then in May, 21st we did the third one and now we plan to do the august one if it all goes well uh november one so my my intention is uh i, I love arm and i have been a professional arm for decades so i know how professional arm feel i i always felt that as a world champion there has been like many other sports that they're there best guys have been treated like superstars, while our masters didn't get the enough of the financial support, neither the respect. I mean, they do, but not enough. You know, not you can't compare with the other sport disciplines. So I was like, you know, okay, I need this time. I mean, I cannot compete in my own event because it takes so much energy from me. I, I, it's not a good idea. I did one and tear my bicep during the East versus West one. So I said, okay, let's, let's, let's search the our wrestling world. And I, I basically, uh, like, making my dreams come true, you know, whatever I want to see, because I, I know about our wrestling. Like, for many years, East fans and the West fans, they are arguing with each other. I see on social media, like, we are better, we are better, and then this guy is the best, that guy is the best. And I see countless, countless polls, what would happen if they would pull? What would happen? And then you see the, all those arguments because of that. So instead of making imaginary polls, so let's when I say East versus West, it looks like a competition. But you need to really hype the event a little bit to take attention. Yeah. But my my real intention is to unite East and West together and then give the fans what they have been dreaming for. So this 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 was my intention. And like, people are asking, in you said in so many matches, you're putting yourself into financial risk. I, yeah, but it also drives me to work harder, 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 harder. And then people, majority of the people, fans, and even the athletes see my good intention, and they, they support me. So that is why I just want to do more and more and more. As long as, you know, I don't get broke or something, like broken, like financially, so... I mean i'm gonna continue to do this as long as the community says hanging go ahead you know you know organize we are supporting you so i will do this is not my job i'm not an organizer i, I mentioned this many times I, I just love arm wrestling i know what fans want i know what uh, athletes want and and then my intention is not like to circle the events in between five six selected guys if I love our Mustang, I need to give chances to do new rising stars so that we can have more option, bigger pool. So that that's why I give a uh, chance to Tobias Sporon from Sividin or some Georgian athletes that people didn't know, or uh, Artem Morozov from Kazakhstan. Whenever I see someone, we need to give these people chance so that we can raise the future superstars, you know, that yeah. these guys need motivation. It, it, those guys need opportunity I know, I know it took long but that's basically what I uh, what was my motivation
0: No, I think it's great uh, the, the whole concept between East versus West and King of the Table mm-hmm. is really bridging the gap between WAL and PAL um, and really unifying the sport via combative means um, and bringing the, the eyes on matches that everyone wants to see um, that brings yeah. me on to Obviously, the big match coming up, Devin Larat versus Levan Sagnashvili. What's Engen's predictions on that match? Where do you see these athletes today? Are they in their peak?
1: Tell us. Before that, you know, you mentioned WAL and PL. Uh, We need to also uh, mention that if, if we are today here, both PL, and wl did a lot to prepare this this ways for us so anyone who served to arm wrestling in the past and then brought to the next level i appreciate you know i i even now if, if anyone comes and does better than i do that i can find opportunity but i would know that arm masters and the fans are having better opportunity i i wouldn't mind you know it's it's not like a self satisfaction you understand yeah. it is just like as long as fans are happy top athletes are satisfied I, I i say top athletes because it takes a lot to reach there you know i respect all the armasters anyway so about the uh, devon and lewan ah uh, i mean normally you would just say that lewan <clears throat> is too strong for devon with what we know till today but um i am not sure the devon that we saw today will be the one that will be facing lewan in dubai i think that this is how i feel the a different level devon will be there the question is that um will that be enough uh, for lewan because i don't know the progress of devon i mean you it is not so easy to judge by those training videos and what we have Um, but uh, I know how strong uh, Lewan can be I know he's he has already been very strong and I'm sure that he's going to bring even a uh, stronger better shape to Dubai and I still believe that in a fresh match in an orthodox way of arm wrestling Devon doesn't have any chance but I also believe that Devon is not the only one. I don't think that anyone that we see right now, in arm wrestling world, I mean they don't have any chance against Lewan. But Devon is an exception because Devon is not planning to defeat Lewan in an orthodox way of arm wrestling that we know, like upper or hook or side pressure or something. He has different plans to do that, and I think that in that way that he is planning uh he may have chance It, it is all up to how much levan will fall into the traps of devon how much he's gonna keep his cool and focus on winning and how much he's gonna fail and just start playing the game that devon uh wants to do it you know what i mean right yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it totally totally up to there you know i, I think that i mean i think that the one is stronger but like that one has something that no one has maybe not something but some things one is endurance and the second thing is the way that he is planning to pull and the strategy that he is planning to follow so these things only he can do it and it is all up to you know if he is strong enough to do that, if if Lewan is smart enough to not to play Devon's game or will be provocated and start playing his game that 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 we will find out over there. yeah whats I mean, what's Engen's,
0: whenever, what's Engen's what? prediction is it a 6 zero Levan or a 6-2 no
1: no 2-0? no, no. I, I, listen we, we, we don't know that because i I know listen, I will tell you something. To predict a match successfully is fifty percent chance. Just go outside the street and ask anyone who doesn't even know about Levan or Devon. Yeah. This person has fifty percent chance to predict the match, you know, successfully. Yeah?
0: yeah. So,
1: what if you know about arm wrestling as much as I do? I don't. I know it doesn't sound humble, but then you only can know possibilities. Yeah. So you know the possibilities, you, you judge that way. You know, you just look, this can happen, that can happen. I, I know all the possibilities. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know which one of them will happen. It's all up to the athletes. I how can I know that if if Lewan will be provocated and just like like get tired, you know, yeah. and then you understand fail or if Lewan will be smart and patient enough to not to fall there. I don't know if, if how Devon's like I don't know his Level like when you know all these things, and then to answer this question in a very simple way is going to be six zero or this going to be that, it 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 it, it wouldn't uh, represent my real thoughts.
0: Fair enough. Well, it's been yeah. definitely regarded as one of the biggest arm wrestling matches in history. For sure. Um, For sure. Do you think that obviously negates to the fact that this will? truly show who the best arm-wrestler is of all time. And what's your thoughts on Devin being the current best arm-wrestler?
1: I mean, I, I, I think that Devin... I mean, if Devin wins fair and square, it is going to prove that he's the current best arm-wrestler. But it needs to be proven. So, it, 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 without, without proving this in Dubai it will not be considered, not considered that way. Even I rank him number two, a lot of people attack me, like how I can rank him number two. And so imagine that I would think that he's the best, you know, just, I don't really care about what other people think. Uh, they say, okay, if, if Michael Todd is seven or eight in your eight rankings, engine, how can you rank Devon number two when he just beat Michael Todd? the what people are missing that when devon beat michael michael wasn't number seven or number eight Devon beat him way before that one when michael had wins against dave chaffee jerry cadoret and devon so and michael uh almost almost was winning against andrei pushkar rest in peace he was 4-2 but it was a very tough match for pushkar so i where michael wasn't far from the top so the reason that lalatin is out also because of the russian athletes are banned by the international federations because of the war in ukraine so they don't have a chance to compete against the other guys from top 10 so no need to keep him there and if he is that good enough and i'm sure that he is good enough then once the, the the this ban ends and then he's gonna come and start pulling and then he will directly get his ranking back you know but right now when he is limited, I would like to invite Vitaly here. But yeah. I was strongly suggested to not to by some authorities. Yeah. I even asked him, I called them. They said, we wouldn't suggest you to do that. Mm-hmm. It is not because I don't want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm openly will say that I'm against the, 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 uh, the, the invasion in Ukraine. I'm against. Yeah. But I don't think that it is Russian athletes' fault to, to block them from there. So I'm not going to make anyone happy.
0: So you, you think what? You, you think that Vitali beats Devin Then
1: no, 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 no. It is not because Vitali, because I, number two, you say no. Because remember, I said the the, the proven things in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. BGB, just you know, I will tell you something. Until these athletes pulling each other all the time, we will never have a ranking that can represent the like, pure result. We will never. It, it is opinion. You can put there, other guy you can put. That is why I'm doing East versus West. Because all those athletes are pulling against each other. We know who's ranked where. Instead of all the time, in my opinion, in my opinion. Yeah, so I'm not saying that Laletin would beat Devon or something. But I think that Devon had more to prove. Than La Latin internationally. But I may be wrong as well. But being wrong about this is not a so important thing. No. Because sooner or late, if these athletes are brave enough to step up when they are offered for the match, we will we will find out, you know, who's the best, who is not. You know, it's not that important. We right need to, now.
0: we need to get but, them in a room together.
1: We need to get them all in the room. Also I will say something. Like Devon may end up beating Lewan in Dubai. But you may put them in another organization with different rules. Then you may see that level beating level as well. You understand? I think that, uh, yeah. I mean, the the things may have different, um, like the rules can make the things a little bit different as well.
0: So you think that with a set rule, and um, the sort of. Round forma yeah, or I
1: mean, running run foul, running foul, or direct foul, and, and this and that. The things can be, you know, just like whenever I watch Devon versus John, after the strap touched to their hand to be applied to the goal, I I watch it. You the video is there. It took five minutes the match to start. Five minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see people are saying that the the strap needed directly because everything takes so long and you know it's boring for the fans and then when who, the guys that who are saying this and also supporting those five minutes setups mm-hmm. so i really don't find this honest yeah so if it is so long that is it's boring the public then why, why why you need to follow a rule that takes five minutes so i hope that the 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 the, the rules i mean will uh force or I don't know cause that you know the the setups will be quicker because nice. in my opinion the match doesn't start and shouldn't start before the goal yeah no athlete needs to fight five minutes you know before the goal yeah I'm not blaming if it is John's fault or Devon's fault or something it is everyone can have their own opinion but an arm wrestling match shouldn't take five minutes to start with the application of the uh, strap yeah.
0: I think I think as well it's it's a case of athletes stretching the rules as much as they can to get that advantage. Obviously Devin's Isn't that a, what we're gonna see in this match? Yeah, I think I think that's definitely <laughs> what we're gonna see is uh, stretching the, the barriers and boundaries. We all know how Devin works and, and how he plays his mind games and his endurance game, his technical abilities. But it's definitely going to be interesting for sure and uh Sorry, I thought England was gonna say something. There. But yeah, no, definitely lines up as, as what the greatest of all time and we'll really see who has the current best.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it's basically in my opinion, the arm wrestling match starts when the goal comes, not not before that. You can expect someone to five minutes to work and then arm wrestle after that. It is just like you are having near five minutes long match and then you are starting the match. They are telling you to not to start, but you know, spend all your power for five minutes. And then saying, okay, now you can beat the guy, you know. No, you just put the hands, close the thumb, ear first, this is second, or at the same time, doesn't matter, say, ready, go. Just start the match. You You don't need to wait five minutes, you know.
2: So sort of talking where arm wrestling is going next and what you would do to change it and evolve it and what you're doing, hopefully putting on the next couple of promotions and shows, would you simplify arm wrestling then to... To have more fans like viewing it and getting involved with it and what 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 would you do to to now elevate the sport even further than when it's gone in the last few years
1: I, I will tell you honestly, I am not that good as a promoter uh, if, if, if you just like judge me some way, you can say that the pure arm wrestling guy pure so what I do but what I understand in the waffles, you know we need tournaments too as you see those guys Laletin, Lewan, Michael Todd, and whoever, you know, just, just you're looking around, most of these guys, like Dimitri Trubin, or Slav, and like Ongar Bayev, Evgeny Prudnik, all of these guys, these guys have pulled in WAF, Hermes Gasparini, for many years. So this we need, uh, we need uh, like a base, amateur base. So from there, the athletes will, will get, how to say, uh, sharper you know because of that tough competition the WAF championship is the hardest event in the world because you compete in an event when there are Kazakhs and the Russians and the Georgians Bulgarians Latvians Turks you know just all these guys and then you don't they are all close level say in when you do a super match you know your opponent's abilities but when you go to WAF you will have a dead risk pressure this kind of pressure guy, side pressure guy, hook guy, top roller guy, all kind of all, all kind of guys are waiting for you. You need to be ready for all of them. You may be the best guy there, but you may have a very tough match, and then you may lose the next next match because of having that. But in in the super match, you start with the same guy, you end up with the same guy. There is no draw draw you know, Laco you know like draw factor. There is nothing yeah. like that. So what I just tried to say, all these guys for many years competed WAF. And from there they all became like great arm masters. And then professional organizers are picking this guy is like great. And then that is how they are coming to the uh professional arena. But um, in the WAF the rules are very, very strict, very strict. Like little tiny, tiny, tiny elbow start, little bit on the referee's grip you do like this as foul match winner. So these guys are, I mean, I mean, they are used to about pulling this. But I realized that, from the non-arm perspective, you know, the, I'm talking about the fans, viewers, they don't enjoy these strict rules. They yeah. don't want to watch and then ending, like the guy moved foul. They want to see arm wrestling. So that is why, I in my organization, I'm using basically WAF rules, but. I tell the referees you know if the guy on the referee is going to bend his wrist instead of giving foul make sure that it's straight and then give it a go you know because these people pay to watch this you, you i mean they don't enjoy this they want to see arm wrestling, and so that, that is I, I try to follow what what the community thinks and then as long as the athlete doesn't gain advantage i i i you know i tell referees that you know you are there to not to punish the athletes But you are there to help them arm wrestle as long as either of them, you know, like takes, you know, neither of them takes advantage. Yeah. So, but as a promoter, I mean, as I said, I'm, I'm not like good about how to do the things, you know, attractive other than arm wrestling based things if we are talking about. Yeah
0: just a balance of fairness and entertainment obviously the sport's gonna have to grow with an entertainment value but also there needs to be some sort of strict rule basis that that's followed um in order for the athletes to gain but you alluded to it earlier as well
2: it's like east versus west you need the angle of for the promotion of it to get more people interested in viewing it you you need that for the sport as well where there are the rivalries or these super matches where one's going against each other and not just knockouts where everyone's getting a chance. It's like everything needs to develop yeah,
0: altogether, right? Doesn't it? Are, are we going to see an East versus West tournament?
1: Yeah. This is some people are suggesting, but it is hard to understand. Like, like if I would make a poll, you will see that it's, it's like divided.
0: Yeah.
1: Like divided opportunity, uh, opinions and some people rise again we want to see this some people says no just stay with the super match i was thinking for the east versus west uh, four in august i was thinking that you know there should be like eight guys you know like battlegrounds like 100 kilo and maybe 80 kilo but i whenever i talk with john john said that engine is great and john loves to pull tournaments most of his career is based on tournaments and but he said engine it is kind of it may be killing the uh future super match possibilities he says this but who knows maybe if you see one round that is very very tough one guy wins maybe it will give you an idea that hey maybe we should do a super match between these guys right because of the one round or two round wasn't enough to see enough so we i don't know i need to talk with the athletes these kind of things i'm not gonna make my own decision i need to talk with the others talk but people who knows and also, of course, with the fans, because they are the ones that are making these events possible by, by pay-per-view. So we need to just, like, not to say my way, not to say only elite arm master's way, but altogether fan, my own uh, experiences, and the other top athletes whose opinions I really trust. So we, we will do all together. But I see that uh, like very natural evolution right now. Very natural evolution is now, because like the things are just getting like better. Like for example, um, I made mistake. I love messing so much. Whenever I don't like, if one athlete is saying, "Angela, I'm in a great form, it's top elite athlete, and please, you know, give me a chance," like me to say, like, "Sorry, you know, it just you be, you may not believe. It. It's really breaking my heart. You know, it's just to say to him sorry. You know, no. So that is why." Like i was like 100 percent sure that after february event in may i was gonna make like seven eight or nine maximum but i ended up and with 13 again and then with the 13 now like i'm like oh okay and then i started to just uh set the matches for august and then i said set, set 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 and then i calculate so i set this time like 16 matches and I was like, then I calculated and I was like, what are you doing, I mean, what is your problem? You know, you're just like, <laughs> you're not acting with yeah. hands, you know, you are organizing the event and then you are counting expenses. And then it is summertime. And a lot of, you just look at the card, a lot of people are traveling from North America and even Brazil and Australia. So I was like, what are you doing? And then I, I, I see, and then I was like, I have been arm master for 30 years. I never look for sponsor for myself. I'm terrible about to go somewhere. And ask people, you know, can you please help me? It, it, I don't know. It just like I, I never done. But even though I'm very terrible about this, so to set an event with so much more is even twenty percent more costly than the last one. And I was like, Engin, you will not cover this. So you need to look for sponsors. So now I'm looking for sponsors, and I start to find sponsors. So if I didn't really put myself in trouble, I was gonna say, Engin, okay, papery plus some donation money for the T-shirts, signed T-shirts. Okay, it's enough, I was gonna say. But just because I put myself into trouble unintentionally, so now it pushed me to look for sponsor. And then now I'm finding sponsor. So this why I said that it's a natural evolution is just happening. You know, more I put myself into trouble, more I push myself to look <laughs> for solution. So it's getting yeah. It's progressing. Yeah. Problem-solution
0: yeah. formula. Oh, that's good. It's nice to see that you still have that passion to push forward. I and think grow it comes
2: from it. such a genuine place of being in it for decades and actually <laughs> knowing what the athletes want, what you want to see with the athletes, developing athletes that, and giving them a chance. It's coming from a natural, organic place to grow the sport and not just trying to create a money match straight away. Yeah, it's, it's genuine. It's,
0: yeah, it's genuine. It's genuine and organic, which is awesome. And I think I think you can lead at places that many can't
1: which is good. I mean, as I said, I love our messaging and I owe a lot to community. So, if, if anything to do for the community, then I'm, I'm up there to do it. And if someone does better, I respect it as well. And like, for example, Dubai, like the, the king of the table, they are doing great things and I think they are the one who lead it, me to start this kind of things, the pay-per-view idea and and then we see that how how great they are organizing they are like doing more like more 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 elite level while i am doing elite and plus giving chances to the newcomers because i am also telling to this to adam i said adam this east versus west event your sister organization you just need to come here and they are coming just look at this atlas it is good for you that you choose atlas from by watching their performance instead of like how can you invite someone if the guy is in his gym and just lifting just lifting like you would like to see how they perform and then from there you can build your future matches for king of the table as well so this is kind of a base like how i see the waf being a base for my events and the king of the table can see my events as a base because king of the table except larry matches that is Larry and uh, Khalid he was yeah. But yeah. So these are not really, really elite level pullers, but they are popular. They are using. But I am giving like athletes who are not popular, you know, chances, and this is how they will become popular. Yeah,
0: and I think that adds to the organic, genuine growth. Is you're bringing in grassroots athletes yeah, and giving them cool, opportunities. Cool. Yeah, and uh, as you say, it's a great. um Picking ground for King of the Table to to bring athletes and and put them on a big stage. So mm. yeah, no, no, like hats off to you, Engin, for for driving the sport forward after these thirty one years, and you're still doing that, still loving it. Yeah, yeah. That leads me on to obviously you speak about Larry Wheels. Have you gripped up with Larry at all on the arm wrestling table?
1: Have you gripped uh, up? No, 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 no. I not? haven't. I haven't. I haven't. He, he's a strong guy. I mean. The only thing that in, in Turkey, we have a saying that like one cannot carry two watermelon under his arm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it yeah. is not so easy for Larry to focus on more than, you know, one thing and to be really successful while he has a base of another muscle memory type of thing with different sport. He's doing well here too. And one time he invited me to train him. But, you know, it ended up that he invited Lewan and I think Lewan did a great job. The way that he arm wrestled uh, after Lewan and Irakli uh, trained him was very, very good. Yeah. I think he's very, very strong. He just needs a little bit, like, better hand control, forearm hand control. And I think that he can, be, he can be much better than how he is now. I don't know how far he can go. I don't know if he can become, like, absolute best in the world or something. But i'm sure that he can do much better than how he's doing now but again you know you can't be a part time arm and be successful this is my opinion yeah. but he did a lot for arm wrestling if we he, 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 he is like a window to do from arm wrestling world to the non-arm wrestling world so it is we i appreciate the things he and uh, adam uh have been doing for our sports
0: yeah and like as uh, Larry's coach for strongman, it's true. Like Larry's Larry's potential is really untapped, and across the board of powerlifting, strongman, arm wrestling, because he solely <coughs> hasn't focused on any of yeah. the sports. He's always, obviously, he has his social media and stuff. So that's really the priority. But as you say, like if he really specified his training and arm wrestling, and I believe this as well. Like he he could battle it out with the top. It's just that commitment to. A single one. Mm-hmm. A single sport. Yeah, it, 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 that's what he needs yeah. to do. And, and it shows as well that no matter how strong you are, um, it's all down to consistency. You
2: can't carry two watermelons.
0: You can't carry two watermelons. No matter how
2: strong you are.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but you know, the thing is that uh, uh, the communities, is powerlifting and arm wrestling, like they all need him. In some way. So that that is very normal that he is dividing yeah. his time because armor mercy board needs him. And then from other side, social media needs him. And so it is, he is just, uh, how to say, in different category.
0: Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. So are we going to see Engen Terze back at the table? And if so, who would he pick out from the bunch to grip up against? Uh, against who? Are we going to see Engen Terzi back on the arm wrestling table anytime soon?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm trying to train. Yeah, just like I'm, the, I'm, I'm type of guy that can focus one thing at a time like a crazy. You, 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 can see that whenever I started to do East versus West, and then, then whenever I I was arm wrestling, I was just focusing hundred percent in arm wrestling. So whenever like, I tried to do both, it didn't, it's not really going well, you know. I, I, I can't really focus on training, but I started yesterday to train. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't, I, can't, I can't be just an organizer. I really need to arm muscle. But I'm just thinking that it is not so good idea to um, arm muscle while you are organi- organizing one of the, um, you know, biggest events in the world. At the same time, you have responsibility to many people, to the athletes, to the community, the pay-per-view pay buyers. You know that you need to really give your hundred percent so that you, you 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 don't make mistake. So it is very very hard to. Can you imagine that a UFC fighter, a top level UFC fighter, just organizing that event and in the same night he's going into cage and also fighting? I mean, you know, it's not like not that that. Not Possible. Doable. So not yeah. not yeah. at level, but still you need you need your own concentration, you need yeah. your own motivation, you need on your own rest. You can be running there, 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 there. And especially I'm not I don't have an organization. I am doing most of these things by myself. I'm doing reaching every athlete except me. Nobody has direct communication from my side. So I need to really organize the airport things and then, you know, the dinners and then the signature, the signing t-shirts or the press conference and this. And that. of course, some people are helping me, but I am doing this kind of things by myself. So it's not easy to do in the same event.
0: Yeah. So you are back training then, yeah?
1: I'm training, but I'm like maybe like hmm, 70% right now. I was up to like eight 85 percent And I had, I had COVID in January and then like i don't know right now I, i'm not really forcing myself i need to start slow i need to start so right. i'm not 20 25 years old anymore i have people say that oh older people people older than you are like competing like what's your excuse but it's not about the age it's about the mileage that you put on you know i when i was in u.s i was competing up to eight weight classes like competing all over you know and non-stop for the world events i competed and i didn't really take care of myself good, you know, so I have so much problem with the neck, problem with the lower back, problem with the elbows, everywhere, you know, just I am injured all over. It's chronic injuries, not like like uh, temporary things, yeah. you
0: know. If you were a hundred percent, who would you want to pull? If I was hundred percent? Yes, who would you like to pull? Would Devin be I on mean, that it, list?
1: It, 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 it depends on it depends on the, my weight. Now I'm like 90 kilo with 10 kilo fat around my belly, so I can say that I'm like like ripped. Maybe 77, 78 kilo, 75 maybe. I have never competed officially heavier than 75 kilo. And whenever I said you know I am Devon, uh, people makes fun. But I don't. I'm not talking about Devon. O that that we see today. We're talking about the Devon that 220. He. And I, we agreed, you know. So it's not the same Devon. Devon himself knows. And yeah, I mean, I have I have only pulled with Devon on the practice table. I was only 70 kilo. He, he doesn't have good experiences about that time. He knows it. And <laughs> so, so he, he, if people think that if I can be really 100% and 100 kilo and Devon goes down to 100 kilo, if they think that it is going to be like a joke, it's not going to be a joke. I'm not saying I can win, but it will not be a joke, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So no, no nobody is on the hit list at the moment. Then.
1: I mean, I, there are people, but it, it, I, I, I don't like to talk. Fair. I, I, like to, I like to be ready, and then set the match and do, do what's necessary. Like talking, like I, I want to pull this guy, I want to beat this guy, I want to do that. I, it, it has never been. Um, I, I have gone to many world championships while. Many of the people, I'm going to take first because they believe they make their mind. I I am just like, I'm going to do my best. I know my game plan and then I will hit as hard as possible and see. And then those times I was winning, you know, so it's just less talk and more more work. It's I'm, I'm taking notes
0: for King of the Table 5 <laughs> or King of the Table 6. I'm trying to get Engen's uh, matchup. So we'll bear it in mind. Maybe we'll come back oh, to you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Getting a little flex out there. Yeah, see, look at, look it, look You're talking about me and matches, and I already started flexing. <laughs> <my arm. laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Posturing, posturing. If anyone yeah, wants, if,
1: to. You, you are, you are, you just put organizing into sleep, and then you just wake up the arm wrestling. You now <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. Hopefully,
0: we'll hear some call out soon from you. Um, that leads on to obviously we've been talking a lot about arm wrestling. Obviously. Um now becoming part of the arrowhead and strength and conditioning sports. Um, the word strong, what does that mean to you? Mentally being strong, okay. physically strong. What does the word strong mean to you? About armresting or generally? In general, it can be a combination, but in general.
1: I mean, being strong, like deep subject, you know? First of all, you really need to be strong in your head in your heart i i have seen many people many people in the gym doing like great great things and then when they go to the table they are shaking you know They're, they are not strong enough this is just i think same with the fight as well you know that that adrenaline you will have if you control it then it is gonna be like a biggest stopping but if that adrenaline that the nervousness if you mix it with the fear then you will just like you know like like an animal that the flashlight put on their eyes you know they stay like this you know they can't do anything they can't even perform you know yeah. so that is why that i think a person needs to be strong in his head and in his heart that that is a must that way you can push your potential limits otherwise even you are strong you are that that, that you are it's not i mean that the strength will not be represented at where you are performing like i i used a lot of i i did a lot of mind mind tricks to my own self like in the past like i was gonna pull cameras chuck from russia eight times world champion and i was the only person beating between 96 to 2002 his only loss against me the europeans i pulled against him in my head like thousands of times literally because i was just like i studied because my even my finger is not gonna move without the command that is coming from my brain to here so but whenever you do the same thing thousands of times repeating in your head and then but you need to do that and you need to do as strong as possible so i was just saying that there is a there is a wall wall i will not be holding a hand There is a wall and with the goal i'm gonna hit like i made myself so psychopath that i'm gonna hit the wall I am going to literally break my own humerus bone. Like, don't be afraid You're gonna hit. You're gonna break your own humerus bone. See, whenever you uh, limit your strength with your opponent, then trust me, you are like limiting limiting your strength. There, there are much more in you. It depends. If you, if you feel like. I mean if you are gonna lift 20 kilo trust me your mind is like programmed to lift like apply 20 around that much of power but whenever you do with 45 you're gonna like like give out that much but whenever you do more 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 so i was hitting the guy like to break my own arm like i'm gonna hit the wall that it wasn't a wall it just went down (laughs) like this because no, because I didn't think. Okay, let me control his pronator and I hit here, hit, hit there. I just hit him, like, like I, as I have never done before. So you, you know what I, what I mean. Yeah, but no, I, I totally
0: understand, and, and and honestly, I totally agree. Especially in in the strength industry, is is moving with intent, specifically when it comes to. These explosive movements, explosive movements in sports. When you move with intent, whether that's in competition in training, that's where you're going to maximize velocity and strength. Mm. Um and, and it's it's interesting to say that you've combined yeah. that mindset into your training, which is like mentally you, you you've put that ingrained and that's sort of shown on the competition table. And I think as you said before, is being able to control that fight or flight mechanism is also something that's important when being strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mindset is very, very important, trust me. Like 2015, I was nine times world champion. I went to Malaysia for world championships. In the final, there was a Kazakh guy, Zairah Medo. Physically, he looks skinny, but his tendons, his joint were like rock. And I didn't beat him, someone else beat him and he came to the final because we haven't met you know i didn't know but he was he looked very strong and people ask me you know like from my team what are you gonna do i said i don't know what's gonna happen but he is not going to beat me without me breaking a bone with me like or tearing something with my body, because i was nine times world champion it was to bring up to two digit number, my more titles. I said, I'm not gonna miss that opportunity. I'm 41 years old. The guy that I'm gonna face is like young enough to be my son, you know, but I need to do that. And then, you know, I'm, I'm an outside puller, puller, outside puller. And, but I realized that I couldn't top roll the guy. And then if I tried to top roll, he hooked me, I would be in an open position, he would catch me. So I realized that, so I forced him in the hook so that I would get in the, better position and I didn't train my hook like for years because my elbow issues but I believed I I had to win when you really believe you are finding a way like as I you know forced myself to put an event and then now I'm looking for sponsor so this is how it is you know just and the guy started putting me it was like that close to the pin pad he hit me like maybe 10 maybe 15 times like, I finally brought him, brought him, brought him. And then anyways, in short, I beat him. And yeah. I won my 10th world title. And I went to the match with so many painkillers. I don't even remember. Two, three, four, I don't remember. Yeah. So I went to my bed. In the middle of the night, I, I was like, so much pain. I look at my arm. My arm was locked here. And the elbow was swollen like this. And then I tried, tried to lift my arm. Backside of my shoulder was tear and then whenever i tried to get up from the bed i couldn't so much pain i took to shirt, like i opened and from my belly the intestines was out like this because wow. the, the stomach was dead. yeah 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 <laughs> the, and then i i had to travel that way and i had the surgery here you know surgery here so that is what i said that if i didn't have that mindset that you know i'm gonna like like Give my all, you know. I mean, it's it's going to be war, not an arm wrestling match. Right? Yeah. I couldn't win. And as I said, the result was what happened with me, you know. So you know what I mean, right?
0: Yeah, I think if there's two statements that we can take away from this, it's if there is a will, there is a way, and till the wheels fall off. <laughs> till the wheels fall off. Or your intestine pops up. Or your intestine pops up, or your shoulder <laughs> falls off. But you, look, that that's honestly awesome. Like a great insight. Obviously, a champion like yourself, it's great to hear the sort of mindset and where it's brought you today. Um, and, and thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate hearing from Ingen Terzi and uh, obviously what you're doing for the sport. We're, we're all super grateful for it. I'm sure the fans are as well. And um, But yeah, thanks so much for coming on, Ingen.
1: It was it was an honor for me. It was a pleasure. And thank you for reminding me. And thank you for the respect you're showing. And the respect is mutual. Thank, thank you very, very much.
0: And hopefully we'll get you over for King of the Table soon.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, why not? Awesome. Yeah. I'll be up now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
2: Engin. Thank you very much, guys. If you've enjoyed you today's podcast, give us a like, give us a subscribe, and uh, all the socials are down below. Check it out. Thank you very much.
0: Cheers, Engin. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank Cheers. By the way, Sports Social Podcast Network.